0: Real Presence Live. Religion has understood things about the way humans function long before science was able to prove anything. Local.
1: It's always important for all of us to kind of look externally and say, what about these family? They are just like the Holy Family. They're experiencing
2: the same persecution.
0: Engaging.
2: Jesus wants to be with
0: us. I always
2: think of that as at the heart of the Eucharist
0: live. A mystery then of the rosary allows us to see a teaching of the church but to be able to go deeper within that teaching.
2: Good morning I'm Heather Carroll.
3: My name is Father Tim Smith
2: and you're listening to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota and more specifically from the Mustard Seed bookstore in Sioux
3: Falls. And it's a beautiful day in the upper Midwest, and we're just ready to share Catholic life. Of course, some people are doing some shopping. We have Father's Day coming up this weekend. I know.
2: We can't forget that. But before we get too far, Father, 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 Father's Day, will you say a prayer for us?
3: Certainly. (laughs) In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for the glory of your presence in our lives, most especially for the presence of your Son, Jesus, who is our Lord and Savior, and the gift of the Holy Spirit that continues to animate our hearts and strengthen us with the gifts of God's grace. We ask that you would bless us this day as we share the gospel with all those we meet. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
2: Amen. Amen. Well, Father, it's good to see you again. It's been, what, three weeks in a row now?
3: Yeah, I'm glad to be back <laughs> on Real Presence Live, and uh, it's just a beautiful time of year. There's still a lot of good events happening in the Upper Midwest and the life of the church. We'll talk about that later when we do our 10-minute tour or some opportunities yeah. that you can get together with uh, friends and family, members of your community, and to share life and and share faith with one another.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's hear what's happening uh, this morning on Real Presence Live. We're going to send it over to Aaron. Aaron, good morning.
3: Well, good morning. How are you guys
4: today? We are doing well. Oh, that's awesome. Say, what's coming up here on the show is calling all bikers. It's that time of year again to let that wind fly through your hair as you ride with Bishop Robert Gruse in the Diocese of Rapid City. We will have Monsignor Michael Wooster, who is riding in the event, and the Black Hills State University Newman Center's Kristen Thompson to talk about this great event coming up. Also, if you have any questions regarding the faith, like, what do I do with my kids during Mass, or can you explain the Trinity, definitely call in during straight talk and see (laughs) if you can stump father. (laughs) Then in the second hour, we will feature the guest speaker at the Max's dinner in Bismarck and preview her presentation. We will also have Father Michael Malloy to give us an update on the Living the Mission campaign. And Jolene Obregiewicz from the Home on the Range will be giving us an update on the beautiful things happening in the Home on the Range. All this happening here right on Real Presence Live. It's going to be a great show today.
2: Wow. We have a lot going on, Father. So many good
3: things uh, these upcoming weeks. We have Trinity Sunday also this upcoming Sunday. And so um, we're thinking about the triune God, God the, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And, uh, just, so all
2: Trinity questions, call in today. Yeah, that's great. You can see how
3: Father Smith misspeaks on Catholic radio and is a modalist heretic, uh, just with a slip of a few words. But uh, it's always challenging to speak about uh, the, the glory of the Trinity, Um, The mystery of the Trinity. The mystery of the Trinity, but certainly uh, the church and its faith and reason has some great resources. um, And so some things we can always point to to uh, grow in our understanding of the faith.
2: Absolutely. Well, let's head off. I wanted to hear about uh, the Bishop on a Motorcycle. So I'm kind of excited to talk to our first guest this morning, Monsignor Wooster and Kristen Thompson. Good morning. Good morning.
5: Good morning. It's good to be with you again.
2: Good. How are you, Monsignor?
5: I'm doing great. Yes, we're looking forward to uh, a beautiful day coming up fairly shortly. And and, uh, doing a ride with the Bishop once again.
2: Well, and I I actually am a West River gal. I actually grew up at the Cathedral. And I have seen you, Monsignor, on a bike once or twice in my lifetime. How did you get into that?
5: Oh, I've ridden since I was probably 13, 14 years old and uh, never... Never quit. Just kind of graduated into uh, bigger, bigger bikes, and uh, and continue to enjoy that wonderful activity and sport to this very day.
2: Wonderful. Well, so you are both from the Black Hills, Black Hills State University Newman Center. Um, how has it been, Monsignor, for you being a pastor over there at the Newman Center?
5: Well, it's been wonderful. The last uh, seven years, I've been here at St. Joseph's and Spearfish and uh, Chaplain. You know for for the Newman students, but, of course, this last year was so terribly exciting because we just opened up the brand-new Newman Center at Black Hills State uh, this last fall and just had a marvelous, marvelous year.
2: Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Kristen, uh, tell us a little bit about your role at the Newman Center.
1: I'm the development director, so I work on the fundraising and ongoing support for the ministries that we do here at the Newman
3: Kristen, you know, we think about Newman Center. Sometimes there's uh, discipleship groups, maybe by different uh, church organizations. What what are some of those activities that happen at your Newman Center?
1: Well, we're extremely blessed to have a team of four focused missionaries who help us to um, oversee the faith formation of our Newman students. So we have Bible studies, we have um, social activities, um, lots of opportunities for growing in faith and friendship here at our Newman
2: How long have you had Focus? We
1: actually received Focus last year, so we've only had them for one year, and they will be returning this fall, so we're excited for that.
3: Wonderful. And that's great, and I'm sure this event that's coming up is an opportunity to help support a lot of those great activities. Um, of course, the campus at Black Hills State University is in a beautiful setting, mm-hmm. so it's a great opportunity to experience God's beauty and creation in the Black Hills, but also um, the mystery of God's faith um, in, in the truth of the church, and so to be able to learn and be supportive in your faith at the Newman Center, what a great gift to be able to do that. Uh, monsignor there's an event that's coming up this weekend and that we're talking about it's the ride with the bishop rally and poker run can you give us a little history about this ride and and what what how it developed and where it comes from
5: uh yes this is our sixth annual event and it began uh, back in uh, july of uh, 2013 Uh, just prior to that i learned that our bishop bishop robert gruce had ridden motorcycle back in his younger days but had sort of given that up for other activities in his priesthood and, of course, elevation to the Episcopacy. But I said, well, I have a, a deal for you, Bishop. Uh, you start writing again, and I think we can create a wonderful event uh, with you at the center of it to do some attraction to what it is we're trying to do to build a Newman Center Black Hill State. And he graciously said yes, and so I got him into classes so he could get his motorcycle endorsement, and... Um, as I have said to many people on occasion, I think I created a motorcycle monster. <laughs> wow. Well, I was going to say, he, every
2: time I see him on that bike, he has a big smile on his face.
5: Oh, he <laughs> loves to ride. He just he just really loves to do that. And so uh, he's been with us every year, uh, the last six years. And of course, with his mm-hmm. uh, promotion as Bishop in Saginaw, Michigan, uh, this perhaps will be his last time with us. And mm. so that should make it an extra exciting event for us and i know a lot of people are going to come and ride with him uh, not knowing when the next opportunity might be
3: right well not only can bishop groups ride a motorcycle he can fly a plane and so yeah he's very (laughs) gifted and uh and great monsignor that you were able to pass off your enthusiasm for riding Um, i wonder
2: if you'll be able to do that with the new bishop (laughs) <laughs> yeah,
5: hopefully. hopefully.
3: Well, I've I've been thinking about that and I I'm
5: hoping perhaps we'll be that fortunate again and as soon as he arrives I'll probably have a very significant dialogue and conversation with him.
2: It's real fun, Bishop, I promise. <laughs> and
5: and if that if that doesn't work, um my next plan will be to invite Bishop Bruce back to join us nonetheless. Thank you. And, of course, the great thing is he becomes a celebrity. He'll <laughs> be even more attractive. So we'll see where all that goes for the future. But we're focused on the one for this year right now.
3: Monsignor, can you give us a little uh, synopsis or a map of, of the rally? Where will you be going through in the Black Hills? Beautiful area. It's very scenic. What, where, what do you have planned for a route?
5: Yeah, thank you very much. Um, the first ride we did with the Bishop, we started with uh, a route out to Devil's. Uh, Devil's Tower in Wyoming mm. and so we thought for this last one with the bishop that that would be a good place to start and we're going to go to Devil's Tower but then we're going to route back through Spearfish again uh, up to the famous town of Deadwood and Leeds, South Dakota, the home of uh, Homestake Mine in the old days and so forth and uh, of course end up with Spearfish Canyon and end up back at the Newman Center for a barbecue as we do every year.
2: That sounds like a lot of fun. Um, Kristen, for this being a fundraiser for the Newman Center, can you give us an update on where you're at with the fundraising for the Newman Center?
1: Yes. We've completed the first portion of our campaign, so the capital funds to build the building have been raised. So we're now going to be transitioning into the second phase of our campaign, which will consist of an endowment to raise funds to help offset the ongoing cost to maintain the building and support the Mm -hmm. programs offered at the center.
2: Wow. That's beautiful. Great progress. <laughs> so when are you breaking ground?
1: We actually have already <clears throat> broken ground. We, we opened last August. So we had last year as our uh-huh. first inaugural year of our brand new
2: building at the beautiful. campus. I need to get by there and see it.
5: Oh, yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. And then as we alluded to a little bit earlier, we had the good fortune of being able to bring in Focus uh, missionaries at the same time we opened up the new center Uh, for this past year, this past academic year. So it was a win-win. We had the Focus Missionary, a brand-new building, facility, a gorgeous chapel, uh, and, and, you know, so we just had a totally awesome year with all the Newman students.
2: So, Monsignor, if somebody doesn't have a motorcycle or ride a motorcycle, are they allowed to attend the event in some sort of way?
5: Uh, Of course not. (laughs) 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 No, just teasing, of course uh no a lot of people get their jeeps or their maybe convertibles or whatever their summer vehicle might be as long as it has wheels of course and uh and they, they can join us in the ride uh and then a lot of other people just come for the event at the end of the day we have some live entertainment each year uh, and the wonderful barbecue ribs by one of our prisoners that are outstanding so um so everyone's welcome and uh Those that have their favorite set of wheels can join us on the ride, and enjoy the beautiful Black Hills and Devil's Tower this year.
3: I might borrow my neighbor's moped, and maybe I can get out to West River. I'll get a chance to join you guys. I don't know Uh, know how that goes. I'll
5: I'll put a rope on it, and I'll kind of tow you so you can keep up with the group. Oh,
3: great.
2: (laughs) Towing father.
3: (laughs) You know, Monsignor, the poker run. Many of our listeners may not understand what a poker run is, is too. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, I know you're going through Deadwood, and that has that town has a notorious history with the game <laughs> of poker. But what is the poker run part of the rally, and what does that look like?
5: Well, that's part of the fun. Uh, you know, we have they at the end of the ride, and it's part of the barbecue, um, uh, we do a poker draw. So you know, you get your, you get you know, several chances. You draw your best hand, and then there's some wonderful prizes connected with the winners. And uh, and so, yeah, that's sort of a famous thing to do with motorcycle. Bikers love to have poker draws at the end of their rally.
3: And then you kind of see what hand wins, and uh, then with that you win the prizes, and so that's a great... You know, Monsignor, what's your favorite part of the event? It's been several years now that you've been doing this. What is the thing that you enjoy most of all?
5: Well, I'll be honest. You know, I, I have a a fair amount of chances to ride in the hills myself, uh, which I do, of course, and and also do a usually a pretty big motorcycle trip somewhere with a good friend of mine, Father Dan Jules, who rides as well. But but what I really enjoy about the rally is uh, the enjoyment of the people to be with the bishop uh, doing something that bikers love. Uh, you know, bikers have a special camaraderie, uh, special relationship with each other, and to see people from across our diocese and even people come in from outside the diocese to see them to have a chance to ride with the bishop and get to know him a little bit better. And then uh, connected to that is just the joy on the bishop's face as I see him riding and visiting with other bikers and sharing that uh, wonderful activity that we share.
2: Well, and I think the the main focus of all this, it sounds like a really fun and great event, but it's the Newman Center. And um, Kristen, can you talk a little bit about the importance of having a Newman Center on the Black Hills State campus? Sure. We actually
1: had a small, modest, converted home that was about a mile from campus that served as our Newman Center prior to our new facility being built. And the distance from campus always prohibited many of our students who don't have transportation to to travel over to the Newman to join us for events. So last year when we opened up at the campus, it was just amazing to see the number of students that were able to begin taking advantage of what we offer at the Newman. And then it was fun to watch them evangelize and draw in other students um, to see what we do. And and we had lots of students who um, found a a home away from home last year um, at our Newman, and we were really, really grateful for that opportunity.
2: Yeah, well, and I think it's really important to highlight that because so many students head off to college, and that's when they lose their faith. It's more their parents' faith, but the Newman Center gives them an opportunity to make it their own. Can you talk yes, a little bit about how that, that works?
1: Yes, we're seeing that more and more. Our students now um, help with all of our liturgies. They take over and they do music. They serve at the masses. They help us in so many ways. Our our Newman Center is really student-led and driven, and we're really excited about the opportunities. that. We provide those students to learn to be leaders in their parish and in their community so when they find their home parish as adults, they're able to be servants in those parishes as well.
3: And knowing a lot of great graduates from Black Hills State University, uh, many of whom are teachers in our Catholic schools here in in our upper Midwest area, and having that good faith foundation and their desire to serve Christ and the Church, as well as getting a good education and sharing the, the truths in whether they're a math teacher or a reading teacher, mm-hmm. um, but also that they're on fire for Christ. It just really strengthens them. So it's such a good thing to have that great Newman Center on campus.
5: Indeed, that's absolutely true. It's absolutely true.
3: Well, so
2: let's get details for this great event. Um, it's the rally. Um, what, what are where can people find more information on it or sign up to be a part of it?
1: The, there is a flyer um, on your website, on the Catholic Radio website, that directs you to our Newman Center website, and they can sign up there. And if they would have any more questions after that, they can feel free to contact us here at St. Joseph's Parish in Spearfish.
2: Okay, and can you review the date and time and all of that pertinent uh-huh. information?
5: Yes, it's, uh, the 22nd of June, which is a Saturday, uh, this year. And it begins with mass at 9 a.m. Uh, at, uh, the Newman Center at Black Hill State University. And the bishop will be there presiding and celebrating that mass. Then breakfast for all who come follows. Um, and then we always begin the ride with the blessing of the bikes by our bishop. Um, and then we begin, begin the ride and, uh, and then around 4 to 4.30 in the afternoon, most of the bikers are back, and we'll end up again at Black Hill State University Newman Center uh, for the barbecue and, and the live entertainment, and uh, and also kind of the auction, the giveaway of the gifts, the poker draw. And one of the features we have this year, okay.
2: So um, go ahead. What were you saying?
5: Oh, one of the great features this year is there will be an opportunity for an individual photo with Bishop Robert Gruce at Devil's Tower. Oh, Uh, cool. So so we're going to take some time and give everyone a chance for that. So that'll be kind of exciting.
3: Very cool. Well, Monsignor, it's a beautiful day, uh, and I hope that you have beautiful weather, you know, as as you have the event out on the hills on Saturday, June 22nd, for the sixth annual Ride with the Bishop. And uh, we're just so grateful that you were able to talk about the event and all the good things that you do each and every day.
5: Thank you. And we're really uh, grateful for the support of Real Presence Radio for this event all through the last six years. You guys have been awesome. We love you a lot.
2: Well, good. We're glad you love us. (laughs) (laughs) We love having you on. It's a good friendship. (laughs) Thank you so much, Monsignor. Thank you, Kristen. Okay.
5: All right. Lord bless your listeners.
2: Thank you. Okay. Well, that sounds like a really fun event. um, And I'm really excited. I, I wish I could go to it, but I don't know if your moped would keep up, Father. Yeah, I don't know if I could even make it out there. I'm <laughs> I sure know. I
3: could. I just have to take more time off. So. I
2: know. Well, let's see. Uh, thank you for joining us to Father and or Monsignor Wooster and Kristen. it uh, looks like a great event. We look forward to having you on again. But coming up next, do you have a question about the faith you want to ask a priest or anything about the world around us? Get those questions ready for our Straight Talk segment coming up at 9:30. And later, stay tuned for an author and guest speaker to share her story of family life and previewing her presentation at a conference in bismarck all this and more coming up next on real presence live
0: stay with us there's more real presence live to come on the real presence radio network Real Presence Live will be coming to you five days a week starting in July. That's right, beginning July 1st, we'll bring you Real Presence Live Monday through Friday mornings from 9 to 11 Central, with an encore of each show on Saturday. Plus, we'll bring you new hosts, new locations, and new opportunities to share stories of faith and pray for those in need. Stay tuned for more details. It's Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live five days a week, beginning July 1st, only on the RPR Network. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live.
2: Good morning, I'm Heather Caro.
3: My name's Father Tim Smith.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Real Presence Live on your Catholic radio station. We're broadcasting this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Mustard Seed here in town. It's our local Catholic bookstore, and we have a giveaway, Father. Yeah. I like uh, it when you come to the mustard seed because they do a giveaway.
3: And another opportunity for one of our listeners to call in at 877-795-0122 and uh, to see if they can get this wonderful gift that has Mm -hmm. been given to us courtesy of the mustard seed Catholic bookstore, one of our sponsors of Real Presence Radio. And uh, Heather, you're looking at this right now. I know. Well, and I have to put
2: this note in. Callers can only win once per quarter. So we must have some faithful listeners that call in and win a lot.
3: (laughs) I'm sure there's some people who are saying, oh, darn, I wish I could have won that. You know, so.
2: Yes. Now, we're looking at a beautiful statue of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Um, and it's a seven inch statue. So the first two callers we're giving away two statues this morning. first two callers will receive Our Lady of Guadalupe 8777950122. So let's talk about. Our Lady of Guadalupe, shall we?
3: Well, we have a feast every year that's (laughs) celebrated on December 12th, the celebration of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is a devotion within the life of the church that originates from the area outside of Mexico City. Currently, it's in the center of Mexico City because Mexico City has blossomed to a huge metropolis. Uh, But uh, 500 years ago, uh, that was a time where it was a small place called Tepeyac Hill, and there is an apparition, a uh, private revelation that was given to Saint Juan Diego who was declared a saint afterwards and he had experience with uh, this wonderful woman uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary in Catholic faith and popular piety and it's one of the five main Marian apparitions that have been approved by the Universal Catholic Church in the world and of course this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe it's popularized you see it around on maybe uh, different images. Mm-hmm. She's the patroness of the pro-life movement, um, just because it's, it's an image of Our Lady who is actually pregnant. Uh, if the, Based off of the testimony, um, and, and you can see that the garment that she's wearing, it's a beautiful, uh, so the statue is this depiction of Our Lady of Guadalupe in 3D mm-hmm. format, um, wearing this beautiful blue tilma that is around her. And of course, we have this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, which was given to us of this on this tilma that was wear, worn by St. Juan Diego. Mm-hmm. And so uh, every year we have this great celebration, and, and some parishes perhaps even reenact this beautiful apparition with St. Juan Diego.
2: Well, and the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe um, is a very accurate image. And can people still go see um, Juan Diego's Tilma is what you're calling uh, tilma, it? Tilma. Yes. Tilma. And you, you tilma, which means cloak or
3: what? Yep. And so you can, you can go to the Basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Mexico city, which is a place where mass is perpetually offered all throughout the day. I have a friend of mine who's a priest, but at one time he was a sacristan mm-hmm. and, uh, Every 45 minutes, there was a celebration of Mass. Usually, it would be a different really? bishop from around the world that would be traveling with a pilgrimage group, and uh, they run on a tight time schedule because <laughs> there are millions of pilgrims that attend to this shrine every year, and wow. so um, the churches designed the new church within the last 20-30 years has been designed for people to come and venerate this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe and of course dignitaries and people from around the world Catholics and non-Catholics alike have made the stop to just recognize the beautiful gift in this image of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Yeah
2: absolutely well and for those of you that don't know, we're giving away two statues. They're seven-inch statues um, donated by the Mustard Seed here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. If you call in now, you will receive one of these statues of Our Lady of Guadalupe, 877 Again, the first two callers, 877 So I had um, family that came in and um They're not uh, religious in any sort of way. And their daughter was looking around my house at all of the different things. And she said, "Um, I have a a picture of the Last Supper. and She's like, who are all all those angry men eating dinner together? (laughs) And so she said really funny things. And it was really interesting to hear Mm -hmm. her perspective of the statues and pictures and things like that that I have in my home. How do we as Catholics explain that this is not
3: idolatry? Oh, certainly. So we think about these images, or perhaps uh, maybe statues and images of Mary, and of course we recognize that uh, there's a great question on Catholic Answers yesterday with Tim Staples and someone asking the question. You know, we we see in in the pagan idolatry of the time of the early church, there were early church fathers who wrote against the fact of pagans that were worshiping particular idols. Um, They were polytheists. They didn't believe in And God, as we understand God, revealed to us through the scriptures and through Christian revelation. Um, But they were actually worshiping graven images and things because they believed somehow that God's presence was infused into these things. And of course, as members of the church, we don't believe that these particular statues are infused with God's presence or goodness, but rather they are things that can assist us in our faith and help us recognize God's presence Uh, And just being aware Mm -hmm. of the things of the saints, whether it's the saints, (coughs) St. Joseph, uh, Blessed Virgin Mary. These are things that can help strengthen our life of faith, but we do not worship them. They're objects for veneration Mm -hmm. and also elevating our hearts and minds and our imaginations to think of things of God. We have our first winner of the statue. It's Lance from Mandan. And he is going to win one of these statues of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And, and it
2: looks like the second winner is already called in, too. They, they went quickly this morning, Father. Marine from Rapid City got the second statue. So, congratulations to our two winners. And um, one other question I wanted to ask you about um, I always. I always look at statues as, you know, right next to the statues I have, I have nieces and nephews' pictures.
3: Yeah. That's how I look at it. Well, to think about... You have
2: pictures of loved ones up around your house, but you're not worshiping them, are you?
3: Well, certainly not. <laughs> I hope <You> know, not. <laughs> people that you have a devotion to, they, they those are good memories. They fill your imagination. And a good thing about having perhaps sacred images, images of the Last Supper, a beautiful crucifix in your home... And that these also become occasions to have God be a part of our family and be a Mm -hmm. part of our faith. And so as a priest, a lot of times for a couple that's newly married, I'll give them a crucifix um, for their new home that they're founding together or uh, an image of Mary or one of the saints, because it's about making Christ known in our lives, Mm -hmm. making the lives of holiness of saints known known in our lives and well, so we can do that each and every if day if
2: somebody walked into your home would they know you were catholic that's what i always like to think about yeah. which i don't know if it's a pride thing or i don't know but would i be convicted as a catholic and i'm like yes i would
3: yeah, well that, that's a great that's a great segue what? into uh just giving witness and testimony to our faith uh, and we yeah. can do that each and every day just by how we live
2: absolutely well, folks, that means that it is time for our straight talk segment with Father Tim Smith. If you have any questions you'd like to ask Father Tim, I don't have to be the only one asking Father Tim questions this morning, and it can be on any topic. Um, we will try to answer them for you. The number is eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Again, the number is eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two, or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook. We're willing to answer any simple question on the Catholic faith. I don't know why I say we. I totally mean you, Father. I'm not answering any questions.
3: Oh, you usually have a few good <laughs> insights to add into Heather.
2: <laughs> or you could submit any questions you might have on Facebook. We check that during this time, also. So number 877 eight seven 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 nine five zero one
3: two two. You know, Heather was just asking the question about uh, sacred images. And, you know, oftentimes the church has even a directory on popular piety. And so, what that is, is uh, with our RCIA candidates, the people who are just joining the Catholic faith, one of the things uh, I did this past year in teaching that class and, and leading the people who are coming into the church is to say that. There are a lot of things that even in just, you know, a year's preparation to becoming a Catholic that you might not know about. And so here Mm -hmm. we're at the Catholic, uh, the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore. And there are everything from rosaries to scapulars to devotional books to statues to sacred images. Consecration. And there are medals and, and all these things. And oftentimes a lot of these fall under the category of popular piety. There's confraternities and associations and Uh, ecclesial groups like the uh, Legion of Mary or Knights of Columbus what is this stuff where does it come from
2: (laughs) and there's so much of it and
3: from an outsider perspective that can be an occasion so maybe you have a question about one of those things this morning what's up with the Knights of Columbus where did that come from or or what's up with Legion of Mary or or what's going on where where does that originate from there Mm -hmm. within the life of the church we live in a universal church 1.2 billion members throughout the world and so expressions of popular piety where it's a devotion to a particular image of mary or a particular medal that may be originated from the life of a saint um, these things exist within the catholic world and and so often even lifelong catholics mm-hmm. they have always said i never knew what that was right image of our lady guadalupe for example some people thought i just thought that's something that comes from mexico and i don't understand its history sure but there's a deep history of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe that has even influenced the life of the European church. That 500 years ago, copies of the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe were brought to the old world, the old Western European world, Hmm. and those images had a powerful effect on the life of faith during, like, the Battle of Lepanto. So these have a long history, just images like of Our Lady Guadalupe, or many other sacred images, medals, symbols, that have a a deep history, and so you can always learn more about those things. So maybe you've had a question for years, You being a cradle Catholic, but there's something like, I've always been wondering,
4: (laughs) what's the deal
3: with that symbol, (laughs) you know? <laughs> I've seen it out there, and if mm-hmm. we can find an answer or point you in the right direction today, we're happy to do it. So Absolutely. give us a call, 877 7950122 Well,
2: and I think it's important to let people know also that there are so many things out there. Don't feel bad if you're just learning about one and you're 65. It's fine. It's fine. There's so much out there that... Uh, it's impossible to keep up on all of it. I really, and I think that offers a great um, opportunity too for us to continue to find ways and different avenues that fit our personality within the Catholic Church. It's not as rigid as people might think it is.
3: And that's what's great about all this multiplicity, and of course Mm -hmm. we just celebrated Pentecost, and so we recognize that the work of the Holy Spirit takes place in the particular life of each member of the church. And so God will use whatever gifts and talents that he bestows upon his members. And he's free to do whatever mm-hmm. he wants. He's uh, the author of all creation. But uh, he'll use you as a member of the church.
2: Yep. Our number is 877 7950122. You can submit any questions you have uh, by calling us or submitting them on Facebook.
3: You know yesterday we put a post on our real presence radio Facebook page, which I encourage you to follow or or add that pin that to your to taskbar or share it with your friends and from time to time we 'll ask listeners if they have any questions. Um, do you know someone who needs our prayers? You know the cross is always lighter when we share it with other people, particularly when we 're going through a struggle and we ask people to give us a prayer request and we had one of our listeners, Mike, said that he asked for prayers for his marriage and his family, that they might enjoy health and a deeper conversion to Christ and also a deeper love of the church. And so we're going to pray for Mike right now, uh, just as as members of the church. Father in heaven, we give you thanks for the glory of supporting one, or, one another as members of the body of Christ. And so we pray for Mike and we pray for all our families that they would be blessed with good health and that they would continue to listen to the still voice of christ and the work of the holy spirit they would be docile to the work of the holy spirit in their lives so they they can live lives of holiness and faith and so we pray for mike and his family and all our listeners families throughout the upper midwest
2: amen I love prayer requests, and we have a spot on our our page, on our website, if I can speak, yourcatholicradiostation.com, where you can submit any prayer requests. And those prayer requests um, get sent out, and we all pray as a family, because we are one big family. So I always love prayer requests.
3: We also have one uh, prayer request just came in for Lynn, who just had a bladder and his prostate removed from some cancer treatments and and some procedures. So we'll pray for Lynn right now that, and all those who are undergoing, I have several parishioners that are receiving chemotherapy treatments right now. I I have some priest friends, some elder priest friends and deacons who have been receiving cancer treatment. And I know that's the same for many of our family. I have a family member, my own sister has been receiving chemotherapy right now back over in Minnesota. And I know many of our listeners have people who have been touched by that. So let's, pray for cancer patients right now father in heaven we ask that you would give strength to the weary especially those who are undergoing procedures for their health especially those who are suffering from any form of cancer we ask that the healing power of God would be at work and that he would use all the doctors and nurses and all the new technologies that are right and true at the service of healing and that we pray for God's will be done in all these circumstances. We ask strength through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.
2: All right, Father, we have our first caller on the phone. Um, I'm going to give out the phone number one more time for those of you that might have a question. The number is 877 or you can submit any questions on Facebook. So we're going to head to the phone. Bob from South Dakota. Bob, how are you?
6: I am well, and you?
2: We're doing well so far. You have a question for us? For Father, I should I say. I have a... <laughs> yeah, well, yeah.
6: Um, one and all, both of you, uh, uh, indeed. Um, the father, uh, good morning.
3: Um, good morning.
6: It, it's a two-parter, if you will, or two-and-a-half-parter. Um, and I promise you, I am not certifiable. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but... Uh, I will, I will be open and honest. Uh, I've talked about this with my parish priest and my, my therapist and, uh, she's also a devout Catholic. I have over my, not my entire life, but, um, at times in my adult life and increasingly so, I call them my, my small, Miracles, my private miracles, if you will. And I mean, that's a miracle that we wake up every day and we're, we're alive. We we're, we're, yep. Creation is a miracle. I, I, I understand that. But, uh, I have been, well, some people I'd have, have to say hang on to your seat here. I have been visited, increasingly so, many times. I have, it, it, it's not a visual, like, um, Uh, Lady of Guadalupe, or anything else like that, rather, uh, Lord's. But rather, um, I can just tell, intuitively, I know that my Lord is is with me, or sitting next to me, or in my presence. I can tell when the the Blessed Mother is near me.
3: Mm -hmm.
6: Um, I can smell her um, out of nowhere. And uh, I am. Question: The first half of the question is, and it's not just our Lord and the Blessed Mother, the Holy Spirit. I believe for sure, my guardian angel. I can tell when she's near, which is all the time. Uh, is it appropriate? One to tell other people not take a billboard out on I ninety and say, "Hey, I live here, and this is where I, you know it goes on." But rather, just if it's relevant to conversation let other people know that this happens to me. I'm bearing witness, if you will, um, that uh, the divine is real, God's real, everything is real, because I have personal contact.
3: Yeah, The yeah, other Bob. part of the question... So, okay, go ahead, I'm sorry. That's all right. What's the second part of your question, then, then we'll kind of dive into it here.
6: Okay, great. Uh, the second part of the question would be... Um, visitations like that to, to myself, to anybody, in any age, does that mean that we're more on the doing God's will in our lives than, let's say, perhaps, in my case, we used to? Uh, and is up, 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 I guess that's it, doing God's will closer to our Lord, closer to the divine, than perhaps back in the days when I was selfish and um, myopic and uh, also drinking myself into oblivion.
3: Well, thank you, Bob, for the yeah. question, and I'm I'm grateful for your testimony that you've given, uh, particularly how you've experienced God's presence in your life. And so, a great thing and a resource for us, Bob, is it, particularly you mentioned right away is your your relationship with your parish priest as well as with other people in your life. But oftentimes, um, we always want to you know make sure we keep that fidelity with Christ and his church and the teachings of the church. And you've given good testimony to that too, Bob, that, that that's, you want to live in God's will and you see his will ordinarily expressed in your life. A great help for this, Bob, is a definition on private revelations. And so we speak about revelation. You can look in the Catechism of the Catholic Church about um, you know, God's revelation to man through sacred scripture and through sacred tradition. And of course, that we celebrate God's revelation every Sunday, every mystery of the faith comes to us through God's revelation, which is God's self-communication of himself to us as a church. Now, throughout the history of the church and the lives of the saints, and, and you've mentioned that, Bob, like uh, even whether it's private revelations of the Blessed Virgin Mary or even the mystical visions of different saints throughout time, that there have been private revelations which are not binding upon all members of of the church to have a belief on that, although the church will make a declaration at time that the revelations of a particular person, usually at the conclusion of their life, Mm -hmm. have been found free from error and that it's not opposed to the faith in any way. And and see how that's phrased, so that prevents people from confusion or falling into error, but they're also not binding upon people um, to believe in those things. So, private revelations are supernatural manifestations by God of hidden truths made known to private individuals for their own spiritual welfare or that of others'. That's a great uh, definition there, Bob, because it's possible that the Lord is just growing in that deeper relationship with you. So it may be just intended for you to continue that ongoing um, expression of faith. And so it's not always binding upon you that you need to share those particular things. Many of our listeners have powerful experiences of God's presence. Myself, I have very personal experiences with the Blessed Virgin Mary in my life um, that I probably wouldn't be sharing on Catholic radio, but they're very particular to my experience of faith, as well as experiences of God's presence on retreats, um, different experiences of God's outpouring of the Holy Spirit, which we talk about in different charismatic movements in the life of the church today but these private revelations sometimes are are meant just for your own particular spiritual welfare or it could be for that of others that you would want to share that with in your life but a great thing is having that spiritual director or that regular confessor you know sometimes people think oh i need to get a spiritual director right away but i think just god is giving you that person in your parish priest that you can continue to stay in that state of grace and again all these things Differ from public revelation, which is contained in scripture and tradition, which is given on behalf of the whole human race. And that's what's necessary for salvation and, and holiness. Although private revelations um, can be subject to the authority of the church, Bob, um, thank you for sharing the fact that the Lord is working in your life, and that people and many times members of the church have that similar experience. And so, I just want to affirm you and and that you're you're in your very. Uh, being prudent in your in your understanding of that and i also want to just continue to encourage you to keep that relationship with your pastor with the church um and again let that conversion of work continue to be in you because the lord is doing something in your life and so you want to continue to stay in god's will one day at a time you know, uh, offer your will and your life to Him, and continue to grow through prayer and meditation into a deeper relationship with God. And I think you're doing that, Bob, and so I just want to encourage you in that. And then also for our listeners who may have similar experiences, just to know that private revelations, sometimes those are just meant for you to grow in that life of holiness. And uh, thanks for calling in this morning, Bob.
6: Oh, thank you so much. Can I leave you with something? Sure. <laughs> okay uh thank you so much for that i i i really love that and Dominus not Et
3: at cum spiritu tuo god bless you bob
6: thank you and you
3: all right all
2: right interesting question this morning if you have a question for father you can give us a call the number is 877 795 again the number is 877 877- seven nine five zero one two two we're taking any questions that you might have on the Catholic faith or current events uh, you can also submit any questions that you might have on Facebook so very interesting question don't you think that a lot of times when you're discerning and I think a lot of people throughout their entire lives discern a lot of different things You know, different, whatever. But how much do you think God's going to let you know? How much of a brick over the head is he going to give you on what he wants you to do? Like in Bob's situation, will will God let Bob know what he wants him to do with these revelations?
3: Well, I think the most important thing is just use the ordinary means that the church has always given us. Um, which is a faithfulness and dedication to prayer that we stay true to the teachings and the magisterium of the life of the church as well as we grow in a deeper love of Scripture the Word of God and that we practice the sacramental life that we just these ordinary expressions of living our life and staying faithful to our practice of the faith that's how we can know that we're living in God's will and keeping that relationship with Christ and others you know oftentimes people have a long for community. This last week on Pentecost, uh, mm-hmm. there's in there are many uh, movements within the life of the church. One of them is the Emmanuel Community or uh, the Emmanuel Movement, which is like an ecclesial movement in life for the church. It originated in France from uh, Père monial which is a devotion to the Sacred Heart of Jesus. is a great basilica there in in southern France, and the Emmanuel Community is a. Uh, community that's devoted to the praise and glorifying God, as well as uh, they're more of a charismatic movement that has come about in the life of the church in the last 30 years. And uh, certainly members of Christ Church gather together, those people who have devotions to the Blessed Virgin Mary and uh, a rosary confraternity or a certain, they'll gather together and share their shared spirituality with one another. And for our listeners, if you have a devotion or a particular uh expression whether it be a charismatic expression or intellectual expression you want to you love saint thomas aquinas you know there are thomas circles here in Sioux Falls, there's a group of people uh, who come together and they read the Summa Theologiae by St. Thomas Aquinas, and wow. they have a beer together and because they, <laughs> they, they love the intellectual life. Right. And that goes back to in the last century where there was a movement of people living the theology of St. Thomas Aquinas in a deeper way and intellectual study. You know, there are all sorts of pockets of enthusiasm in the life of the church dependent upon your own spiritual expression or your particular charisms that you can enter into community and so one need not discern these things alone but you do them within the body of the church and oftentimes it's helpful to gather together with other members of the church and live that life of faith and also you can test those spirits by being in the presence of the church's ministers as well as with other members of the church and so that's how we live these these gifts that God bestows upon us we live them with other people we don't do it removed um, mm-hmm. Unless you're called to be a hermit, and even that, you want to do yeah. that under the direction of the diocesan bishop. And the that's a hermit. whole thing, too. <laughs> So yeah. uh, there you yeah. go.
2: Well, there's a lot to learn, Father. If you have any questions for Father, you can call us. Uh, we still have time. It's our Straight Talk segment where we let our local listeners call in and ask a question of a local priest. Today it's Father Tim Smith. Uh, we're broadcasting today from the uh, Diocese of Sioux Falls. If you have a question for him, feel free to call us at 877 122 or you can submit any questions that you might have on Facebook.
3: You know, I mentioned we just celebrated Pentecost, mm-hmm. and one of the we had this beautiful expression we talked about last week. Maybe wearing red to mass. I saw quite a few people wearing red yeah. at my Sunday celebration <laughs> of mass, and talk and now about now
2: we're all supposed to wear green. Well, you know, you're going to
3: green. <laughs> But, uh, you know, I'm one kidding. of the questions is, we're still kind of in the... I, I, my, my friend, Father Darren, uh, you know, he, he reminds me, we're in the octave of Pentecost now, you know, so the eight oh. days after Pentecost, okay, even though okay. we're in ordinary time, but just to keep those gifts of the Holy Spirit alive in our lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's important for us as members of the church to ask for an outpouring of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that certainly through sacramental grace, through baptism, through the sacrament of confirmation, through staying connected to Jesus, living the life of grace and receiving the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist, that we're strengthened by grace. Mm -hmm. But in the same sense, we want to ask God to give us and strengthen us in the gifts of wisdom and understanding and knowledge and counsel and piety and fortitude, strengthen the life of the faith, and even fear of the Lord, you know, awe at the power of God and a right reverence for the good things of God. And, you know, it is beholden on us to ask God to give us these gifts. Hmm. Our Father in heaven wants to hear from his children. You know, it's Father's Day this upcoming Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so for our listeners who, whose dads are still with them, the, you know, you want to reach out to dad. And, you know, we want to ask our father, and it says in sacred scripture, you know, a father is not going to give his children a serpent, you know, he wants to give them good gifts. The same is true as us as members of the church. We want to ask our father in heaven, you know, father, you know, bestow gifts upon us, help us utilize and strengthen us in these gifts of the spirit for the sake of the gospel. If we want to grow in a deeper knowledge of the faith, Ask for an increase in that gift of wisdom, yeah. and the Lord will not be stingy. He will hear, hear your prayer and answer it in great abundance, and He'll put people and circumstances in your life and help arrange things to enable you to right. live that life of faith.
2: Well, and that's you know you hear often people um, asking for certain things of God. You know, um, you know, you always hear I pray for patience, but I don't want opportunities to be to practice that patience. But I think also. Um, if you take it a step back and you ask God for the, you know, like, say you want to say a rosary every night, God, Mm -hmm. instead of saying, God, help me say the rosary every night, God, give me the desire to pray the rosary every night. And I think that's where people kind of get lost is you're forgetting to ask for, because he can, he can do anything. He can give you that desire or he can give you that fortitude.
3: And all these gifts of the Holy Spirit are gratuitous graces. They're gifts that are freely given to us by God to strengthen us in the life of faith. And so um, they're unmerited. And I think God wants us to, you know, really ask uh, have a, if you have a question for us in regards to your Catholic faith, if you're trying to discern a gift of the Holy Spirit in your life, if you feel alone and you're wondering if there's a good group that you can be connected to in your area, give us a call, 877 That's 877 And you know, Catholic radio is a great place to. Be attentive to what God is doing in the church around you. Maybe mm-hmm. there's an event where you can connect with some other people you know, this upcoming weekend here in Sioux Falls, we have a women's conference, diocesan women's conference. There'll be breakout sessions, but there'll be an opportunity for many Catholic women from the region to come together mm-hmm. and to grow in faith, to grow in community. Um, maybe there's a movement in the church. Maybe there's a Catholic women's uh, professional league yes. that you want to be a part <laughs> yeah. of. Uh, that, Good that, job. <laughs> but there are great opportunities that you can be plugged in. And of course, Catholic Radio, we're always promoting great events around our area, whether they are in North Dakota, Minnesota, South Dakota, uh, Wyoming, northern Wisconsin. You can be connected with one of the great things that God is doing, as well as any of the other programs that we have on Catholic Radio. Uh, You can listen to Catholic Answers live, and you can learn about the faith each and every day.
2: Absolutely. Okay, well, we've got a caller in on the phone, Lucas from Fargo. Oh, he's not yet ready. Sorry, he's calling in with a question. Uh, this is a segment that we do um, every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and soon to be five days a week, straight talk where you can call in with any questions that you might have for a local priest or even uh, Dr. Bergwald once in a while. So the number is 877 795 I think we're running out of time this morning, and if we have uh, this one more caller... Um, that'll be it for the day but you can always submit questions that you might have on Facebook and we always get to them the next day or the next show that we have so you can follow us on Facebook and submit any questions that you might want answered on the air there on Facebook. Okay Lucas from Fargo thank you for joining us. Yes. And you have a question for Father.
6: Uh, yeah I guess uh Am I on right now, or am I... uh,
3: Yep, you're you're, you're you're on. on. You're on, Lucas. What's your question?
6: Uh, Yes, I uh, have just been put into a situation where I can kind of probably do a daily Mass uh, for a while now. Okay. And uh, my question is, is, since confession is offered before Mass, is it too scrupulous to to do a daily confession?
2: Mm, Good question.
3: Well that's that's an important uh you know really question there especially this idea of like what is what is scrupulosity uh this idea of you know a person has perhaps an understanding that they are always in a state of sin and it can mm-hmm. be really a troubling troubling thing in the, in the life of a person so a scruple is an unreasonable doubt about the morality of an act done or to be done and it's Basically, when a person's conscience is in error and they really have a lack of control of fear. So it's thinking, I'm always, at, was that a mortal stint, sin? I, yeah. I, I perhaps maybe didn't treat that person with the greatest amount of love. And I, I have committed a, a sin against charity. And now I'm unworthy to receive the sacrament of Holy Communion at yeah. daily mass. You know, there's a great... A resource and it's actually the Redemptorist who were founded by St. Alphonsus Liguori who was a doctor of moral theology a doctor of the church and they founded the organization called Scrupulous Anonymous so it's unlike a lot of the 12-step groups that are out there but they do have a resource on their website. So if you just you know, did an online re- search for Scrupulous Anonymous, they have all these very helpful tips and mm-hmm. guidelines for people who are wondering, am I falling into scrupulous kind of behavior in my approach of the sacraments? And it has some really helpful guidelines and mm-hmm. some resources available that are written by not only priests and, and moral theologians, but also by um, psychiatrists that can help people be freed from scrupulosity. Lucas and Answer to your question what i would do is i would have you have a good conversation with your parish priest and perhaps make a regular confession and you know the, the idea that uh you know the, the the fact of reconciliation is that we're growing in holiness and that we're living that but keep in mind that before the celebration of Holy Eucharist, you, we're, we're all making general you know, confession when we say that act of contrition mm-hmm. together, whether it's through the Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy, or it's I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters. And so the only sins that need to be confessed are mortal sins. Mm. And so I don't want you to, to express your conscience on Catholic Radio, but I want you to have that relationship with your parish priest or that regular confessor so that you can grow. And I would also recommend Scrupulous Anonymous website which has some of those helpful guidelines, which can really you can look at and see, how am I doing my examination of conscience? Um, Because if you're in a state of grace, which means you have no mortal sins, there's no need for you to have regular confession every day. And you may not be scrupulous now, but it's possible someone could develop that habit if they have a misunderstanding of the sacrament. So, Lucas, talk to your parish priest. Check out Scrupulous Anonymous.
2: Okay, well, thank you to all those that... Thank you, Lucas. Thank you for those who all called in this morning. Reminder, we have this every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning. Up next, she's an author, a speaker, and above all, a mother. Hear more about the journey of one woman who became stronger through trials and tribulations. Stay right here.